0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Reframe Your Brain. Starting with episode 11, Danielle Kent and I are doing something different. Each week, we'll be sharing conversations with a variety of people talking about what they're reframing in this challenging and pivotal time of COVID-19. If you want to share a story about something that you're reframing, reach out to us on Instagram at Reframe Your Brain.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Reframe Your Brain. Today, Um, Leah and I, Leah has been doing some awesome um, interviews. And so today we're kind of taking the time to connect about the interviews and kind of connect where we're at. And we are again on Zoom uh, for a frame of reference. It's April 16th, 2020, still during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, Leah, how are, are you?
0: What are you thinking? Where are you at? Well, it's sunny today and I'm super psyched about that. That's been really the predominant thought on my brain as I've been sitting in Zoom meetings, Google Hangouts all day. Um, Fortunately still working um, and watching it, you know, the sun outside (laughs) and remembering that (laughs) This is a good time to maintain, you know, some some space for work, some space for non-work. Yeah. So after this, I'm headed outside.
1: Good. I think what you said, I have been having to learn new routines for movement because I'm mm. not used to sitting this much mm-hmm. um, for so many meetings. So actually when I'm on phone calls now, I'll like stand up and walk around I'm trying to figure out ways to get a stand like my to stand up at meetings cuz I'm just not used to sitting this much.
0: Yeah. I know it is interesting like I didn't think of our jobs as particularly active previously. Um but we definitely were moving around a lot more and it is it is something that I feel at the end of a day when I've been sitting, you know, even if it's just for like a couple hours in a meeting, especially you know, I don't know the chair that I sit in is not especially comfortable. <laughs> so I have started thinking about those things also. Like I got some fancy headphones so I can um, walk away from my computer without having it crash to the ground because I forget that my my headphones are connected. Uh, I've only done that twice, and <laughs> um, technology. Yeah, I think. It's interesting. Navigating the technology has been, um, I wouldn't say it's been challenging, but it's not something that I really enjoy. You know, like I'm not a super like tech knowledgeable person. I can figure things out when I need to. So it's really strange to me to have all this technology in my house. Like I don't have a TV. I don't have like fancy, I don't have an iPad, (laughs) Right. you know, and, um, and now I have like three work computers and headphones and like microphones and, you know, like a, a workspace in my living room, which feels, yes. I was telling someone, it feels really intrusive. Yes. <laughs> Who put this here? Oh, right. Why is this
1: in my I home? did that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's sort of where I've, I am today. What about you?
1: I am like Thursdays are my work heavy days. So that's something that I've, I've actually enjoyed over the last week and a half. Probably I felt more like routine and rhythm Mm -hmm. popping up as like things got more consistent. Um, I think that's been big for me, especially as when things started out, everything just schedule wise fell apart. Yeah. Just trying to re reframe how I, Oh, oh, there it is. Right. We like, we just have that word and reframe like how I look at my weeks now. Like I used to mm-hmm. have such structured views of what each day was and just kind of dismantling that and then putting it back together loosely because things are still pretty fluid in a lot of areas. But mm-hmm. I'm feeling more grounded this week than I have any of the past few weeks.
0: Mm. Before we started recording, you were saying that you were thinking back to that first week when schools were closed, really, which was like, what, March 20th or something, March 16th. Somewhere yep. around that, it's just about a yep. month ago. Yeah. Um. And what that felt like for you, and do you want to talk about like what that felt like and where yeah. you are now? Yeah.
1: So both, I mean, both of us are kind of in the same position. We both are, are contractors, or we own our, we have our own businesses. Mm. And <clears throat> so when this happened, when this first kind of. The pandemic and the schools closed. I felt the sense of panic, like I, like what's going to happen to all of my income and what's going to happen to my jobs and mm-hmm. am I going to make enough money? And you know, there's definitely a, a large component of financial insecurity. And mm-hmm. um, it's not like I know, but I know now. Like, not, I'm making you know, my hours are significantly less, but I feel much more at peace now. I think I let go of that fear, mm-hmm. and I've just been carefully exploring like what's working for me and what's not. Um, and I've had a lot of time to explore streams of my business and get clear on streams of my business that I hadn't had time to do before.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've been noticing, you know, Danielle posts a lot of, um, updates on social media about like business things and where, what your thoughts are about projects, components of your business. And, um, there's, I've definitely observed like a shift from thinking about like all the pieces and trying to address like piecemeal some of the initial challenges that were uh, showing up for especially educators like accessing technology and finding resources and um along those lines and to now where you're thinking a little bit more a big picture and how to support those same needs in a more um generative and sort of long-term way um through like you know the Um, sort of group focused mm, learning in a sense and collaboration Yeah, Yeah. um, which is really I think a good hmm, sort of example of kind of a lot a lot of our initial reactions were sort of like okay what can we do right now what like this piece needs attention right now and that piece needs attention right now and not really knowing how all those pieces would continue to interact. Um, And I was just part of a conversation earlier today how we're sort of transitioning from this acute phase of responding to what's going on and uh, into more of a longer term, this person described it as chronic, I might just, uh, chronic for me is a little bit too, um,
1: <laughs> a little too
0: illness, yeah. illness related, but, but yeah. longer term, yeah. you know, like that we don't know what exactly is going to happen, but we know there will be a, a longer, less like acute experience. And, um, along with that sort of our own emotions around, you know, when you're, when you're reacting and responding in the moment, there's a lot of adrenaline and a lot of Um, strong emotions and sometimes those are visible and sometimes those get buried super deep because you just can't address those in the moment and now this feels like a sort of shifting time for a lot of people not Mm -hmm. everybody but where there's a little things have slowed down a little and are feeling more stable and so those emotions are sort of bubbling to the surface in um, all sorts of ways yes I think
1: yeah I think I know I'd be interested in your perspective from you know the interviews you've been doing, but Mm -hmm. I do feel like the last several weeks, as I kind of like let go of the needing like feeling like I needed to control and hold on to all the pieces, I felt myself in a more creative space than I've been in a long time. Yeah, I mean, I always had creative ideas, but I never was having the space or time or energy to actually act on them. Yeah, Um, and think about the the interviews you've been doing and hearing your, you reflect with people and watching the progression of interviews. Uh-huh. It's just things that without this pandemic, I don't, you know, like the, it's, it's created opportunities.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the more I listen to people talk about their experiences, I, I would frame it a little bit differently. Um, but I think it gets at it the same way as, as what you're saying, but I've been thinking about it as, um, it's not that the the time or the creativity or the like the interest hasn't been there in the past but the structures that sort of dictate how we use our time and our uh, uh, the option we have to either um opt in or opt out of of interacting with those structures in a certain way like a typical workday or a commute or um you know financial expectations, uh, or, or obligations rather, um, those things are not the same. And I think that those, those restrictions or, um, containers that as a society, we all sort of create and condone or not when with those things sort of, um, becoming more porous or just less, less, less like rigid Mm -hmm. it creates this awareness of like oh those ideas that like have been floating around that I thought were good ideas but maybe didn't know like how it would fit into the system the way it was now there's nothing to say it doesn't fit into the system anymore because the system's not there even if it's temporary even if things went a hundred percent back to the way they were a month and a half ago. I think that that recognition of, I can try something that's different than what I think fits this mold. And that brings me a lot of joy. And like you're saying, creates like the act of creating things creates more creativity. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a cumulative and sort of self generating activity. Um, I hear a lot of that. Uh, yeah. And people sure. like the way you're describing it, I, I hear people saying it's because there wasn't enough time. And I think that that idea I is our perception. But I am beginning to wonder, I mean, we've talked about this. It's about like prioritizing. It's not about the amount yeah. of time you have. It's about what you do with that time. And I would love to see like culturally our relationship with time just scrapped and start over. <laughs>
1: oh, totally. You know? <laughs> I mean I mean I agree. It's about yeah. what you create space for. Yeah. I think for me personally, with having my clinical work yeah like 20, 25 to fifty percent of what it was, yeah. That extra chunks that I would have been spending either at a school doing evaluations right. or like early in the morning catching up on reports, that's now like creative time. Mm-hmm. I don't there's nothing to catch up on. Right. So it's it's really made me see the value for me of
0: less space uh
1: more space and and maintaining that space
0: and you've been spending a lot of time with your kids I mean you some of that time has been filled in with like the fact that you have two young children who are with you and that I think that also is generative you know that spending time we've talked with um Lots of, I think individually, people who feel torn between like putting boundaries up at work and saying, I'm not going to take work home in the past Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to spend that time with my family. And those boundaries also are very different now. Um, Yeah, it's, I, I think listening to other people's experiences has been, we were talking about this just before we turned on the recording. Um, <laughs> but I, you know, our, our purpose with starting this podcast was to, in part, help create some community among speech pathologists in, in our local area who are often really isolated because they're like one speech pathologist working in a school and they're working with other educators, but no other SLPs
1: mm-hmm.
0: and listening to people share their experiences and what they're thinking about and what they're reframing over the last few weeks has, has had me sort of thinking about that connection and shared experience and creating community in a much broader sense than I had been when we were focusing exclusively on, on SLPs. Yeah. And. And even with that, I think, you know, still a large number of the people that we're interviewing are, are speech pathologists or in related fields. So it's not like so far beyond, right. but, um, that's been just really reinforcing for me to see that these things that we've brought up in our podcast in the past and that we've encountered in our professional experiences, like show up in, in, ev- in everybody's lives.
1: Yes. Yes. I think too, the, the premise of our podcast, we've always thought a little bit differently.
0: Mm-hmm. We've
1: always looked at problems from a unique lens and we've mm-hmm. always thought a little bit more creatively. And it's been cool to hear people think from that lens yeah. in this pandemic and kind of look at things differently. And I think um, one thing we talked about was people identifying things that in the past they may have said, oh, I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Now they're identifying it as I need
0: to be doing this mm-hmm. because it's, it's good for me. It's, yeah. I feel good when I do this thing. Oh, there was something that you said, I, um, you know, when I've been reaching out to people to be on the podcast, I would say 90% of the time people respond with something like, this sounds great. I don't know that I have anything to contribute. Like, I'm not really, I don't, I don't know what, how my thoughts are examples of reframing. And that has been... <laughs> That's really interesting that like, as we're going through this super, I think, transformative kind of experience as a planet, our awareness that we may be thinking things that our awareness of the fact that we may be thinking about something differently is still super, super small.
1: Yeah. I think people also identify, like, they look at certain people as, like, well, they are clearly making changes, yeah. I and mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just doing the same thing a little bit differently, so that means I can't be possibly mm-hmm. reframing, you know, I think mm-hmm. the Yale course that I'm taking right now, there's, like, four, they're, they're just talking about four principles about how our brain works, Yep. and we work in terms of relative comparisons, so we look at what other people are doing, Yeah. and we presume, like, well, they're doing that, I'm not really as good at that, so mm-hmm. I, I really shouldn't be doing, I, I don't have a place here.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think I, that course is, uh, is wonderful. I'm doing it also. It's free. It's online. It's really great. I encourage everyone to check it out. It's called the science of wellbeing. Um, and you know what you were saying about people doing things now that feel good for them, that are things that they have been wanting to do and they're just now doing them, I think kind of ties in with that, this idea of like, well, I'm not making a big change. You know, you see all those like m- visuals on social media of like the scale of change. And it, at the top, it's like, I love how one of them is start a podcast. I'm like, we yeah. had this podcast before. We have, we <laughs> did this before the pandemic. <laughs> we didn't start this to try and be like making change. But, um, <laughs> but there's like big things like, Build a website, start a business, come up with whatever, and at the bottom, it's like make it through things, you know, and be okay. And I think that the things that people are doing, the ways that they're changing their daily life to just make it through things through and be okay,
1: day. yes,
0: those are like the most important kinds of reframing. Yes, um, that visual. Yeah, that's what I'm me saying.
1: People looking, people looking at like being like, well, they are getting a new job or starting yeah. a business. Like I'm just. Make, trying to make it through the day with my kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "That is, <laughs> you are having to adapt. You are yeah. reframing. Yeah.
0: Every minute.
1: <laughs> Every single minute. Yes.
0: So I, I think, you know, it's been, it's been, um, There have been a few people, most of the people that I've interviewed who their episodes of uh, um, with on the podcast have some point in their conversation where they're like, well, I've just been doing this little thing and it's made a really big difference for me. And they sort of um, diminish the value of, of that thing, even though it's had such a big impact on their like mental health or their happiness, it's like somehow that doesn't it doesn't like meet some kind of expectation of change. And that's something I like, as I do these, as I've been having these conversations, I keep asking people like slightly different questions because I feel like there's these threads, I think I was describing, there's like to you um, a couple of weeks ago, there's threads from each of these conversations. And like the more of them I have, it seems like the more of these same threads sort of show up and, so I just keep following those and like pulling it, pulling it being like, ah. yeah,
1: yeah <laughs> um, I think it's awesome. I think it's such a needed thing for professionals, everybody right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah um, I am curious to hear about some of the things that, I mean, you've mentioned a, a, a little bit here and there, but what are some of the things that you are thinking about that you've changed that you want to continue with?
1: Yeah, so I'm I've been doing a solid morning routine every morning and it was something that I had talked about wanting to do for so long and I would start it and then I'd fall off because mm. I would stay up late or whatever. Mm. Um, but doing that consistently and um having creative time every day where I'm just creating, I'm not just responding to emails or, um, or, you know, writing reports or logging notes. Like I'm creating something. Mm -hmm. Um, that's brought me so much joy. Um, and it's, is a huge reason for why I feel this like huge stim, you know, boost in my creative energy as my, my Apple pencil goes. So excited. Just throwing things. My Apple pencil. Right. Um, I don't know i think too like in all honesty i have felt closer to my kids even though they drive me like up a wall some days we have had more fun together over the last month than we've had you know in a, in a while collectively yeah. you know yeah so
0: your kids are at a really fun age i mean i guess people say that about their kids at all sorts of ages but i think like your kids are at a fun age <laughs> they like fun <laughs> movies yeah right maybe i just have a lot of shared interests
1: <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Leah? What have you started doing Or,
0: Well, let's see. I think um, uh, along the lines of creativity, I've been surprised at how much working on this podcast has filled that um, creative spot for me. Um, yeah. I wouldn't have anticipated that. Not, not because I don't enjoy it, but because I think of, I have some ideas around creativity and like what that looks like. And this was not one of those ideas. Yeah. Um, and I've been really working on recognizing like when I'm feeling like yucky, when I feel like my body is like molded into a chair shape that... <laughs> <laughs> or (laughs) i'm stuck (laughs) (laughs) my knees no longer bend um or when i feel like my body responding to other people's anxiety Uh, yeah really trying to pause and change that and do something like move go outside drink some water like it doesn't have to be anything big um And I find that that, that's super hard for me because my pattern is probably more to like lean into that and be like, well, what's going on for this person and think about it and explore it and like understand it. And, and like, if I'm feeling physically yucky, it's like, all right, it's time to just go to bed. It doesn't matter if it's two o'clock in the afternoon. That's a (laughs) wonderful time to nap. (laughs) Nap time. So I think, um, changing, you know, responding by changing something instead of responding with like a status quo for me. Um, and learning I've been, I find learning really, um, invigorating for my body. Like it's very organizing for my brain. It's something that I really enjoy. Was it in your,
1: was it in your top 10?
0: It's in my, t- it's always, yeah.
1: <laughs> on on the Yale, have you done oh, the quiz? Oh,
0: yes, yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like top I 10. I think It did
1: much sense without, without, yeah, <laughs> without context, yeah.
0: Yes, it was. I think, um, you know, and again, I'm going to reference this visual that's been going around social media because it also, this piece of it also bothers me, but I started learning a language and not because I feel like, oh, I'm home, I need to learn a language because I it's because I love learning languages and have done that in the past. And so it's, you know, there's that, there's a couple of different learning things that I've um, started to do with some consistency. Um, And it's springtime. It's starting to be springtime. So that also just naturally helps. Yeah. Yeah. Having sunnier days, even if it's cold or colder as you know, that's okay. (laughs) I can do it. But sun, sunshine. Yeah. I can handle that. Oh, one thing I've started doing in the mornings, I like to go outside and walk around barefoot just for like oh. a minute. <laughs> Ooh. But it really just like lights everything up. It's like, you're awake. You're awake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would not, that's a sensory thing for me. Walk, like barefoot mm. outside. Mm. Oh, I love it. I don't know what it is. Yeah. yeah. But I can understand that really does stimulate your senses.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So Those are some things.
1: Yeah. Those are good things. Are those things that you would have thought to do before?
0: There are things that I would have thought to do, but wasn't doing. Yeah. I think, um, it's taken me a few weeks to recalibrate my reaction time and, and sort of (laughs) respond a little slower knowing that like, I don't have to get out of the house fast. Yes. If I'm like five minutes late to get on a Zoom call, I'll still probably be early because like ninety percent of the people will still be working out the technology. Yes. like you know, just some of these <laughs> some of these realities that like were in place and were the reasons that I would like rush from thing to thing. Like they're just not there, and it took a little while for like the brain and body to connect around that. Um, I think that I really enjoy morning time being very like spacious and empty and I'm much more focused during the day if I give myself that time in the morning it doesn't matter if it's like noisy it can it can be like busy around me but to not be engaged in something right away when I'm waking up really helps me be able to engage later so that's something that I hadn't hadn't figured out a way to consistently do In part because I felt like there were these expectations that were set by, you know, when you're supposed to start work, what that's supposed to look like. And I was able to find some wiggle room with that, but not the degree to which I've found lately. Yeah. So, yeah. What are you thinking about, um, you know, what sort of big ideas is your, your creative brain moving towards did you hear that no
1: okay <laughs> my, my mic my mic just cut out for a minute oh. um and I was like
0: where'd you go I'm I right here it. I'm right here
1: <laughs> you're here for me can't you um, see me <laughs> <laughs> under the screen. I was just
0: knocking on the screen for our <laughs> listeners at home I was knocking on the window of my zoom screen
1: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so the th- I'm just putting a ton of energy into my three business streams and creating plans to like create for all three of them, nice. and that's been that's been really cool. Um, and like, spoiler alert, Leah's gonna be with me on one of my woo, streams. Woo. We got
0: some woot woot. Yeah, so um. <laughs> sometimes my woot woot sounds like a train. Sorry, Woo woo, woo woo. <laughs> but it's really an excited exclamation. Just saying, yeah, um, excitement. Yeah, I love it. You know, I'll get emails from Danielle periodically asking me if I want to participate in something and then like, you know, PS, I already signed you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: this is how this podcast started. I was like, you want to do this true. good because
0: <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> it's nice to have like, you know, uh like so a collaborate a collaborator, a co-collaborator who is like, you know, sometimes the the like ener- energy energy source and just sort of keeps mm-hmm. things churning and i can sort of take a look and be like yeah yeah all right i'll get on board with that and like i think we take turns you're definitely more like um more consistent my i'm trying to do like a visual here and it's not translating out of <laughs> into words but i uh, was really <laughs> waiting for
1: the adjective that you're going to say with all those hand gestures you were like you are more and i was like wait i'm
0: like come on <laughs> come on I didn't come up with anything good. I'll think consistent, about it. Consistent though is like, but that that's is, like yeah. one of
1: the, the best terms they say like ever, it's not exciting, but it's like, it's a good term. You are
0: consistently like creating a lot of energy around things. I think that that's like, you're an energizer, you know? Yeah. Like, um, that's important. It's important to have energy woo, woo. behind them. I guess. Woohoo! <laughs> I'll tell you, one thing that has been different over these last couple of weeks is the number of sort of ridiculous ideas that my brain has come up with is like mm. skyrocketed. Yes. You just hear that. What was that? That was my
1: my watch. I just <laughs> tapped it. It's it's Mickey because Troy loves Mickey. And if you tap it, he tells you. But he like has a full on conversation. He's like, it's 3.55. Have a great afternoon.
0: Like, <laughs> I did hear the like cackle at the end.
1: I didn't like need <laughs> to tap it. So I was like,
0: shh. <laughs> okay (laughs) that's all right it's entertaining um and very fitting considering what i was talking about like my brain has come up with lots of ideas but like wild like weird ideas which i find super entertaining but like yesterday i was thinking about how um you know all these places around the world where there have always been lots and lots of people like tourist attractions or like ancient structures that people would go visit or just like construction sites or whatever and now they're all empty and I was thinking like what's happening there right now like this sort of you know uh, magical realism of like what is like what are all of those like autonomous machines doing without their humans without humans around to like hinder them you know (laughs) I think, so what I've noticed is these are actually ideas. If you turn them
1: into kids books, they would be like, they would be like, like they would be bestsellers. (laughs) So I think you need to take some of these ideas and just like store them away for when you publish a book series for kids.
0: You know, I don't think I've ever told you this, but sometimes I was, I was cleaning out like a pile of papers that I had and I found all these drawings that I had done. They're just book covers. They're like a title that somehow popped into my brain and like, the book cover. There's no story. There's, there's no, no plot. Story. There's no content. It's just, I have this idea and I'm like, ah, that would make a great book cover. So I draw it and then I put it away somewhere. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Hey,
1: all you need is a good cover. The rest of them, they're, they're, you gotta sell the book, Leah. You
0: gotta sell right. it. That's right. That's right. I'll send that's you. Right. you. <laughs> I think I found one that's called the... I'll have to look it up because if I say it right now, it's not going to be right.
1: Please send me pictures. I'll send you a please. picture and next okay. time
0: we can talk about it. Oh, good. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I'm just thinking a little bit about what's happening next in the podcast. And yeah. I know we've got um, like a whole bunch of people lined up to do more interviews. Um, some of them are speech pathologists. Some of them are not. And there's even a couple people who are from outside of Vermont and starting to, like, tap into some larger networks of individuals and expand a little bit. Because I think that's really helpful when we're thinking about what we would want to do differently, like, hearing about what's happening in the rest of the world. Yeah. It's really, like, we have our a, a pretty lovely microcosm right here. And it is also really beneficial to learn about what's happening outside of that. So. Um, are there any things that you want to share about where you want the podcast to go? What do you want people to think about when they're listening to these interviews?
1: I want people to be listening. And I think as people listen, they can maybe hear snippets of themselves and things. And Mm -hmm. like, just, just remembering like, number one, we're, we're all experiencing some type of reframing in this process. Like your experience is significant, regardless of whether you've started a podcast, learned a language or are making it through the day like right. your experience is
0: significant yeah exactly <laughs> exactly did you get up today that was significant That no, yeah for yeah, sure like you,
1: you kept yourself alive right like there's so many layers of significance mm-hmm. and importance that mm-hmm. just like looking turning inward and realizing what you're doing every day is significant
0: absolutely that's a good note to end on so keep listening more podcasts coming and we hope that You find something that resonates as you're listening, and feel free to send us feedback at Reframe Your Brain on Instagram. That's probably, I think, the best way. That's the best way. Yeah, the best way to get in touch. And if you're curious about other episodes, you can also go listen to them wherever you listen to podcasts. And on our Instagram account, we have some links and information about other people who we've been interviewing there. So stay tuned. Awesome. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody.